Well, Kelly, let's let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit because uh, you know I, I, when you said this thing about adrenaline, this really kind of uh, got me thinking about a, a, an email we received from one of our listeners about uh, two weeks ago or so. And and uh, Phil, I want to get your opinion on this as well since you're a new provider. And I'm going to paraphrase uh, the email, and this comes to us from Tori, who's in South Dakota. And I guess one of the things that had happened to her is on a critical call, her hands started to shake. And she started to get a lot of grief from her partners and from her peers who are now saying that she's afraid to do the job, that she's, uh, you know, kind of like if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen type of thing. And one of the things I think is really important now is, Kelly, as you talk about adrenaline, it's not that you're afraid. It's, it's the fact that your adrenaline is starting to pump. And remember, when you think about the fight or flight syndrome, either you're supposed to run or you're supposed to start punching people. So you've now got that adrenaline that's running through your body and your hands now need to do something. And if they're not doing anything, they're going to start to shake. And that is a normal process that happens anytime we get into those situations. And it's a shame that one of our listeners is now being uh, kind of chastised by our peers because they think that she's afraid to do the job or, you know, she, you know, she shouldn't even be in the career field. Yeah. I, that's first of all, why, why do EMS people insist on eating their young, you know, don't be a douchebag and, and pick on people who, who don't react to stress and, and don't react to, to certain things the same way you do. Uh, we're all in this to help patients, but okay. Off my soapbox. That's a natural response. Just she, her body hasn't learned to to accommodate stress. She hasn't she hasn't been stress inoculated, and and it's a natural response. Phil pointed out an excellent technique for dealing with that. And that's those breathing exercises. That's something that doesn't doesn't just apply to, to him running emergency response. They, you know they teach this sort of thing in in the military. Uh, they teach it in, in self defense firearms classes. Uh, they call it combat breathing. A few deep cleansing breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, help you focus and center, uh, get a little oxygen to your brain, and help deal with that with that stress reaction. Um, but I think that uh, yeah, Nancy and I were Nancy and I were watching uh, for love of the game last night, and uh, and great the, movie, uh, great movie by the way, great movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, and and Billy Chapel has a has a little ritual he goes through, and and it's probably the same thing. Uh, it's similar to uh, to the, the combat breathing and everything else. You know, when he wants to focus, his ritual is he says clear the mechanism, and all the the background noise and the cheering and everything fades into the background, and the only thing that is there is is him and the batter, um, and that's. That's what the, the breathing is going to help you do. Uh, it's going to help you clear the mechanism and focus on the task at hand. Corey, there's nothing wrong with shaking. Uh, what hopefully with a, a few more calls under your belt uh, and some some techniques to control your, your stress response, the shaking, if it happens, will happen after the call. Um, but uh, you'll get through this, and uh, don't. Don't pay attention to the haters uh, who, who think that you don't have what it takes just because your handshake loaded. Right, Phil. What do you think? I mean, you're you're a new uh, EMT, six months. Is, is this something that's plagued you? Have you have you seen this happen to you before when you start to uh, help deal with those critical patients? What's kind of your advice for Tori? Uh, one thing that my instructor uh, really imparted to me in EMT school was go back to ABC. If that's the only thing that you can remember, 
ABC, and Diesel. That'll get you to the hospital. Manage those three things. Focus, focus on process. When you're, uh, I'm, I'm trying to write an EMS one article on this right now. It is a lot of people freeze up uh, when they're first uh, asked to to run a call or they're put in a new situation. They tend to lock up and freeze. And I equate this to not knowing how to eat an elephant. You look at the enormity of the situation, you're overwhelmed by it, and you're consumed with uh, analysis paralysis. You can't do anything. Uh, the, the key to getting through it is to focus on process. Uh, step A, step B, step C. Be methodical about it. Pretty soon, you'll, you'll look down at your plate, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll look up on your plate, you'll wonder where the elephant went. Yeah, and one of the things to think about as well as, as an EMT, and I, I don't get from the... Uh, you know, from the uh, email, if you're an EMT or a paramedic. But one of the things to think about as well is this. If you're an EMT, you know, I have a specific way as a paramedic how I want to deal with my calls. Kelly has a, a specific way how he wants to deal with his calls. Maybe you have a set partner. Maybe you go around uh, with different partners. But I would ask them in the beginning of the of the shift as well, what is it that you want me to do for you? How can I help you do your job? So one of the things that I would request of my EMTs is I did the assessment. When I did an assessment, and, and you may like this out there in, in Inside EMS podcast world, you may like, but it was my responsibility to make sure that I assess the patient, put them on a the right treatment path. And if it was a BLS call, I would downgrade the call BLS. So my the EMTs that I were working with would need to understand or listen to what was going on so they knew where the treatment path was going to go if it was a BLS call. But I did the assessment. I was the only one that talked to the patient. I didn't want that that tennis match of going back and forth with the patient's head of going between you know the EMS providers of who they were listening to or who they were answering. So I would tell the EMTs that were working with me, as soon as we go in, I want a set of vital signs. I want to know exactly what's going on. If we need to put the patient on a monitor, I'll kind of give you the high sign to do that. And so they knew, they anticipated of what was happening rather than just to guess. And I don't think we do that well enough, Kelly, to say, you know, here's what you can expect. Here's what you can do to help, you know, during this patient care. And I think we really need to start to consider that and do that. Now, I know that there are different paramedics who do different things out there but how do you yeah. handle that with your partners I, I approach it pretty much the same way you do and one of one of the things that that is excellent at combating stress is being able to plan your steps knowing what comes back uh, I phrase it a little differently than you do you say you you like to form the assessment um, my philosophy is, is I gather the history um, and my partner does the assessment and and what I mean by that is they do the vast majority of the physical assessment of the patient. They auscultate the lung sounds. They do the palpation. They do the the application of the cardiac monitor and EKG electrodes, and they take the vital signs. And if there's anything assessment-wise that, that's beyond their capability as an EMT, which is really few things on the scene, um, I'll go ahead and do that myself. Uh, and most, But the way I look at it is, is I'm paid for what's between my ears, more than I'm paid for what I do with my hands. Um, so I stand back and, and I gather history um, and let my partner do the hands-on stuff. And when we get the, in the back of the truck, which is where most of my hands-on stuff is, is occurring, uh, with the wheels rolling, I'll do uh, most of my ALS interventions and route to the hospital. 